right? So that was, that was my ego trying to say, I don't feel like I should need this. So I tried to meditate my way through it. And I'll tell you, when you're in a panic attack, it's actually very hard to meditate and settle down. Welcome to the Run, Thrive, Survive podcast with your host, Sierra Carter. Here we will untangle the madness of our health by understanding our mind in action. We will balance emotional, mental, and physical health every single day. Because some days we thrive. Some days we just survive. But together, here we will run our lives. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Run, Thrive, Survive. I'm your host, Sierra Carter. And as always, we are here to run our lives and not let life run us. It is a beautiful day here in sunny Florida as I'm actually starting to pack to move across the U.S. Yes, that is actually going to be talked about pretty soon. At the time of this recording, I am getting ready to move across the U.S. So I promise you, everything is going to stay consistent no matter what, I'm just letting you know what's going on in my life. I will, you're going to have to follow me on Instagram to figure out where I'm going before you hear it here on the podcast. So make sure you're following me at Run Thrive Survive on Instagram. I will let you guys know where I'm heading to because it's a mystery. But today, uh, today's episode is going to be sponsored by Ultimate Direction. They've sponsored quite a few of our episodes now. They're an awesome running company where their main mission is to take care of not only us runners out on the trails, but also the environment. They really are conscious about the impact that their products have on the environment. They have a multitude of things, lots of running accessories, and my fa- my favorite one is probably the running Vesta. It's part of their signature collection, and it's so easy to use. So make sure you check them out at ultimatedirection.com. We are interviewing one of their athletes today, and that's Kyle Whalum. He is an awesome human being. We are focusing on more coping mechanisms for mental health through fitness and through running and through meditation. And he's really giving a raw discussion about not only how he's dealt with generalized anxiety disorder and also ADHD, but how he uses running, how he uses these coping coping mechanisms in as part of his wheel of life, he likes to call it. And it's really an incredible conversation that we have because he's He's let he's opening up to us on what how he's dealing with it. We hear a lot of these like tips of you should do this, you should do that, this is what you need to do. But he is open and telling you, hey, look, it's not always perfect. I don't always have a great day, and my coping mechanisms mechanisms don't always work. And I think one of the biggest takeaways here, even though I like to push this message too, is Running doesn't always solve everything, and he tells you exactly what he does if running's not solving the problem. So he is loaded with lots of just raw emotional information. And going into this, I want you to think about yourself. I want you to think of, you know, if one coping mechanism doesn't work, do you just give up and walk away and just let it all fall apart? Or do you have other things to turn to? Because that is really key in today's conversation. 
I don't know about you guys, but I am ready to bring on Kyle. You're listening to Run, Thrive, Survive with Sierra Carter. With Sierra Carter. If you're looking for more energy, more productivity, and just an overall happier life, you're right where you need to be. Hey, hello. Hello, everybody. I'm Kyle Whalum. I'm a uh, professional musician. I'm a full-time dad, husband, and uh, I'm obsessed with running. And I have been for, (laughs) gosh, uh, probably, I think, 14 years now. I've been an ultra runner for 12 of those years. And uh, I also um, I also represent Path Projects, the um, clothing brand for uh, uh, sort of a men's running menswear brand. Oh, that's awesome! And Superfeet insoles. Sorry, <laughs> and I've been Super with them for a long time. Is that the okay? So that's the arch support, right? Yes. Okay, that's awesome. So hold on, let's take a step back because I know you said that you're a professional yeah. um, musician, and I mean yeah. you're not like you know playing just. In small clubs, can you give us a little bit of a background with your professional musician um, background here? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I started playing bass when I was 14. And uh, sorry, I'm a, I'm a bass guitarist. Uh, that's mostly what I do. I also play upright bass. I play synth bass. I play piano. I play guitar. I play drums. But what I get paid for is to play the bass because that's really uh, what I'm the best at. <laughs> um, and uh, so, yeah, I, I, it was sort of a long journey over the last... Not math isn't my strong suit, but I started when I was 14. I'm 38. So that's, is that 24 years? 24 years. Yes. Yeah. So I started playing professionally when I was 16. So let's say 22 years as a professional. And uh, I played with a lot of contemporary Christian artists at the beginning. I played with some jazz artists. My dad's a jazz musician. I played, worked with him and some of his, his uh, peers. And then uh, in, within the last, let's see, I did spend about 10 or 12 years playing country music almost exclusively because we lived in Nashville. And um, pretty soon after my stint playing country, I got the gig, uh, the call to do Kelly Clarkson. That's and awesome. um, yeah, so I've been with Kelly for f- coming up on five years in just a few months. And I uh, uh, went on tour with her. We've been all over the world. And I played her daytime talk show, the Kelly Clarkson show in the house band. And then I also played with uh, Katy Perry. So Katy, I got the call to do Katie after I was on the road with Kelly for a while and we shared some crew members and they kind of put in a good word for me. And I was like, yeah, I love Katy Perry. I love Kelly and Katie. So I'm, <laughs> right? I'm, I'm really fortunate in that way. You know, I like both of my jobs. That's <laughs> such an awesome job. And now let me ask you this. Cause like you said, you're a runner too. Was running the outlet or the, you know, like the, the side hobby of this, where did running come into being also a musician? Hmm. I guess, Music was, well, technically running was first because my dad, um, my dad introduced me to running when I was kind of a, and I, I try to watch my wording nowadays, but back, you know, I was sort of a chubby 12 year old and my dad, you know, this is in the, the early nineties and he's like, you got, you need to exercise, you know? So he got me up to go running and, uh, I, I did, I hated it at first. Let me be honest. Absolutely. Uh, well, we, I all we, went for, we all did. We all did. I, think I, I went on that journey of like, you know initially I was just crying and dry heaving and why are you making me do this? <laughs> Within about two weeks, I would get to my little mile checkpoint and I was like, you know what? I think I could do another one. You know, I, I could do another mile. And then pretty soon I was getting myself up to do it. That all kind of, you know, I was 12. So I stuck with it for like three weeks, I think. And then put it away for a long time, partied all through college. <laughs> and again, I found myself sort of up in weight and just kind of like, 
oh, I should do something, started running again. And it went back and forth like that for years. When I was 25, uh, it really stuck. I think I was 25 or 24. Um, and yeah, ever since then, it's really legitimately been a daily practice. I mean, I, I can't, I speak to people about it almost as if it's uh, a religion or something, you know, or some sort of um, the way people practice meditation, uh, which by the way, I, I also practice, but running is the driver. It's like, seems to be the best medicine for my, for a lot of my um, uh, mental health conditions. It's a great endorphin booster. It, I ran right before this podcast, not, not even 30, 40 minutes ago. And that kind of always helps uh, me center myself and find what I would consider like my best me or a better me to, to put out there just because the, the brain chemistry is in a nice, easy state. You Absolutely. know what I mean? Do you find yourself? So I run as to, oh, sorry, go ahead. No. Do you find yourself running a lot like before you go and perform or maybe afterwards? Absolutely. That's actually what I was leading into is that on the road, it's even more of a crucial tool for me. A, I need to kind of like know where I am. Some people, we, I call them uh, 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 the underbelly dwellers. So some people <laughs> in the band or the crew, they are happy to hang out in the tour bus underneath. You know, you go to an arena show, all the buses are parked down underneath. Sometimes you can see them, but, you know, usually it's underneath. You're like in a basically like an underground parking lot. And right. some people are just like wired to enjoy playing video games on the bus all day and then they roll up and do the show and blah 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 like i have to get outside and get sunlight um it, it just is the way my brain is wired you know and so and i also like scoping out hey there's a coffee shop there there's a cool bar down there like you know i do the same thing in las vegas uh i've been all over that city i just find a new street every day it seems like you know when we're doing katie so so let's hear a little bit of the backstage. Um, do people run with you or are you running on your own usually with the band or is anybody else yeah, running it, with you? It depends. <laughs> yeah, it out. Do, I, do a, I do a lot of solo running and, and it, over the years in various bands I've been in, I've been able to look, kind of like encourage some people to join me. And uh, I always appreciate the company. I don't mind being alone. It's part of low key. It's like part of why I do it. It's just I'm introverted by nature. I'm really introverted. So you know, it helps me to kind of go be alone and then I can come do the show and be, you know, in front of thousands of people and act, you know, like I'm just a natural extrovert and the reality is a little further from that. Right. I mean, performing on stage as an introvert, uh, like you've got to yes. recuperate on your own somewhere. Yeah. Well, an introvert with, with anxiety and ADHD. <laughs> so it's like, that's why when we initially got in contact, I was so excited because I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. this podcast is just the story of my life, you know? Yeah, uh, because I have to do all these things throughout the day to set myself up for success. You know, it doesn't always work. I'm not always successful, but I mean, I like to go on stage knowing I've done a few things in, in the day. One of them is definitely run. That's probably my biggest priority. Usually it's a meditation. Uh, it might be if I'm if I'm feeling neurotic about my performance for that day, I will practice whatever I'm going to play. And then I can, you know, I can hit the stage and be at ease and just accept that it, you know, I might make some mistakes, but I know I've done what I can. Absolutely. So like taking a step yeah. back, you said you have ADHD and anxiety. Mm -hmm. So both yes. of those two things together can obviously not fun for you. Obviously anybody that struggles <laughs> right. with ADHD or anxiety, they can yeah. be crippling and it can be very hard. How is running yeah. helping you with both of those? Right. So, um, it's funny. I've actually done a, a couple of podcasts where this was sort of a, a, an, a central theme was running, uh, you know, running with anxiety. whole body, mind, spirit, right? Wellness. Right. And also um, 
music. And so for me, um, I just like to look at it like a wheel with spokes on it. And, you know, the middle of that wheel might be my brain, right? So like, um, if you look into ADHD, uh, you know, you'll, you'll find the word, um, neurodivergent, you'll see that word a lot. Yes. Um, which I think you have more of expertise here, but I believe is a, is sort of a, uh, formal, you know, way of saying a different brain, <laughs> a, a brain that's just wired a little differently. Yes. It, 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 there's so many different ways to almost like use that. A lot of people use it actually for when it comes to, um, kids or people with autism too. Like it's, right. it's a, it's a diverse word in on its own. Absolutely. It, it is exactly yeah. right. Mm-hmm. And, and my, my sister, um, uh, was diagnosed bipolar a few years ago. We, I've been yeah. writing this journey with her. And so we've come to talk about neurodiversity and neurodivergence in my family a lot. Uh, I don't know if we've uh, said it on the air yet, but my daughter also has autism. She's walking. Um, and so, so Perfect trying to get a guy with ADHD <laughs> to focus. So, so imagine a wheel at the middle of the wheel is my brain, right? And my sort of issues and also my passions and the whole Kyle. And there's spokes that come up off of that wheel. And for me, those are the spokes of things I can do to set myself up for success that day. I usually try to just think about day by day, you know. And so one of those things, exercise. Uh, Another one, meditate. Although, you know, that practice I go in and out of, usually when I'm really stressed. Medication.
isn't that important. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. Pace isn't that important to me. Um, you know, Strava isn't that important to me. So at this point, I've become so sort of good at doing what yeah. I do, which is I'm a jo- 